Welcome back to Stumps. Bryce McGowan and Nims is all with you. Great to have your company. It's time for a quick SA Cricket update. Thanks to Sip and Save. Catching up with friends, make sure you start at Sip and Save. The BBL 08 isn't too far away. And I'll tell you what, the Adelaide Strikers, Bryce, you've... Uh, Spent a fair bit of time there as well. Well, I spent a season there, so uh, my boys, I was very, very pleased to see them win. And how lucky are we with our next guest? Oh, we certainly are. He is the coach of the Adelaide Strikers. Sorry, I should say the championship winning coach of the Adelaide Strikers to give him uh, his proper title there. Jason Gillespie joins us on Stumps. How are you? Oh, very good, uh, lads. Oh, going well. A nice, beautiful day here on the on the south coast of Fleurio Peninsula here in, uh, in South Australia. So it's very nice. I'll tell you what, lots, um, first off, there must be a bit of a buzz going into BBL 08, especially considering the fact that you guys are the reigning champions. And Bryce and I were just looking at your squad, and it's very much a case of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, yeah, you could, you could say that. I mean, we we already committed our overseas players, so start with those, Colin Ingram, Rashid Khan. We, we, we're very keen for continuity. Um, so we've been speaking to those guys about, you know, even before the last big bash to, you know, hopefully have them for more than just the one season. So we're delighted that they've agreed to uh, be with us again. Um, yeah, and, you know, we, we'd made significant change before BBL 7. So, you know, what you don't want to be doing is, you know, is constantly making significant changes. Uh, we felt that uh, at the end of BBL 6, you know, we, need, we needed to, we were at the stage where we needed to make significant change and, uh, and we did that. Um, and look, we, we, look, the boys played quite well last year and um, had a bit of success and, uh, you know, a number of lads on on multi-year contracts. So, you know, that, that's a, a big reason why, uh, you know, you, you probably haven't seen too much change in our squad. With the, uh, I guess, the, the, the makeup of the competition now, we've got some extra games. We're going to 14 games. Uh, yep. do, you, do you have your internationals for the whole stretch of the, the competition? No, but Bryce, it's, it's unlikely we'll see uh, all our lads uh, throughout the, the competition. The, you know, the international players, um, uh, you mentioned the overseas guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ingram yep. and Rashid Khan. Yes. Right, okay. Look, look, at this stage, we expect them to be available. Um, our guys that play international cricket, uh, the guys that have been playing, obviously, that uh, Travis Head, Alex Carey, yep. uh, these sort of guys. Look, we expect absences at certain points. So, um, you know, and that's why you have squads of 18 as opposed, as opposed to a squad of 12 or 13. So look, we're, we're confident at this stage, um, you know, unless uh, Afghanistan uh, throw in another tournament somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we, we expect our Rashid Khan for the majority of the tournament. Uh, Colin Ingram, um, you know, plays as a local in England uh, for Glamorgan. Um so he, he doesn't represent South Africa anymore. So, so at this point in time, uh, we expect him uh, fully available for for the whole big dash. I guess that's a concern. A concern in some way. You're you're in charge of the strikers, but uh, an honour as well because with success, that the, the players that brought you that success are going to be highlighted to go up into that Australian group and, and be missing. It's a bit of a bittersweet situation, isn't it? Yeah, no, certainly, and th- 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 that's part of what our job is. Is you know, we want to, as a franchise, our job is to, obviously we want to win games of cricket, uh, you know, as many as we can. And that satisfies the franchise, our supporters, sponsors, everyone everyone invested in the, the Adelaide Strikers franchise. But we also have a duty to 
uh, produce, uh, we want to be in a position to be able to produce players to represent Australia and go on, and these individuals go on and achieve their goals, achieve their dreams of playing at the highest level. Um, and that, which, you know, that, that'll be good for the franchise. It gives us, um, you know, shows that, you know, we're, we're producing um, success. It also, you know, part of what we want to do, we want to help Australian cricket be as, uh, as strong as possible. So, you know, if we're doing our bit, to help Australian cricket uh, be strong, and then we see that you know that that's a, a massive part of our our job as a franchise. Do you think uh, that they've got it right? We're going out to fourteen games. Would it be better to have a little uh, a window, I suppose, of four or five games that all the international players were available to come back into the Big Bash, rather than this crossing over of uh, of competitions? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? You know, scheduling is always the you know the, the something that we we discuss a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always spoken about on you know in interviews and, and the like. Um, I, I think this summer, I think there is a, a two two and a half week period that, uh, in January where all players are going to be available. Um, all our Australian players that are, that are representing Australia. Um, you know, it's tough with international players, uh, your overseas players. Um, you know, that by and large can't be controlled. But, you know, I think what Cricket Australia have done made all, as many players that are representing Australia going to be available for uh, a period of the big bash, which I think is good. I, I think the only thing we're, it's going to be interesting to see is, you know, the interest levels at the back end of the tournament this, uh, this season coming up. It's obviously been extended in terms of number of games, but also in terms of time. Yep. And I think that that's one concern I think that a lot of people have. And that's fair enough because it's, you know, the, the big selling point Cricket Australia have come out with is, oh, it's, it's for families and we want, you know, as many, you know, play in the holidays. But, you know, the back end of the tournament is now going to be when kids are back at school and there's going to be midweek week games. We all, we all, we've all heard the reasons um, Cricket Australia about, you know, taking back um, traditional cricket season, you know, mm-hmm. February, you know, from other sports. So, look, I get that. Um, you know, I think that my only thought was if, you know, was, I've got no problem with playing each side home and away. I think that kind of makes sense. Um, but, you know, I just wonder, you know, could it have been done in a shorter time frame? Because I know the issues that are potentially going to come aboard moving forward is going to be the availability of international players for the full Big Bash because it's been extended out. It's pretty much as long as, or getting close to me, as long as IPL now. So, um, you know, which poses a few questions. It's it's funny that you mention, um, you know, the availability of players because we've sort of seen that uh, now already in the Indian Premier League, uh, um, there, there's many domestic players here that sort of uh, uh, maybe not getting their coffers as full as they would like to be. But uh, the way that you've got a fairly youthful squad at the moment, I mean, you know, and no disrespect to Peter Siddle, but he's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. But uh, how hard is it to sort of make, as you said, you're there to get players for Australia. Is it hard to sort of make them stay away from, you know, the, uh, just playing, be a, a journeyman cricketer, so to speak? Um, I think our big sell to uh, any prospective players is um, opportunity and, you know, playing, um, you know, in a, in a good environment, good people around you play at Adelaide Oval, you know, great training facilities, good access to, um, to you know, people off the field, you know, good coaches and, 
uh, Essen season, this sort of thing. So, so that's our big sell. And, and you know, the environment we're, we're striving to create at the Adelaide Strikers franchise, we, we want it to be a uh, enjoyable, fun place, a place where you, you know, have to work hard and, you know, but we have a lot of, you know, as many good people around as we can to, to help these guys achieve their goals and achieve their dreams. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we've, we've signed players in, in, in the last couple of years and, you know, we haven't guaranteed any player a game of cricket. All we've said is, you know, there's there potentially would be opportunities there and, um, you know, it's up to you as an individual uh, to take those opportunities. Um, and, and, in essence, that's that's all you can really do. Um, you know, you mentioned we've got a, a youthful squad. I, I think we've got a, a great mix of, of experienced heads and, and, and young guys. And, um, you know, you mentioned Peter Siddle. Uh, he, he was a great recruit for us in terms of, um, you know, I, I think you know, as a, it was a bit of criticism that, you know, the start of last Big Bash that, you know, our um, the recruits were, you know, were a bit ho hum and you know, and and whatnot. But mm. we felt with someone like Siddle, who you know, you, you look at his T20 record before the before the last big bash, it was uh, you know he hadn't played a lot. And you know, our argument, as you know, in decision making was well, there's a reason he hadn't been playing a lot. It's because he'd been playing for Australia in Test cricket, <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, we, we were confident that you know. Peter is a very um, adaptable cricketer, and you know his, his skills uh, are transferable. And you know, and also we thought with Peter Siddle, you know, uh, using him as an example, we, we felt that it was a no-brainer to try and recruit him to the Adelaide Strikers because we had a, a young group of. We have obviously Ben Lachlan, who's a very experienced bowler, um, but we had a very young group of uh, seam bowlers, and we thought that. Peter Siddle, who, you know, in essence, you've got to understand that all these guys, you know, he's a bit of a hero to these guys. They've all grown up watching him take hat-tricks against England in Test cricket and the (laughs) like. And, uh, you know, so that that was an easy decision to get him on board. And and he fulfilled that role perfectly as a leader, mentor, and uh, and did his job on the field. Great to be talking with you. I hope I've answered your question there, guys. Oh, no, absolutely. No, look, it's spot on. And it goes in, I, I guess, it's a great insight to the depth of thinking that you have. It's not just, oh, we'll go and pluck some players and throw them together and away we go. You know, you've really gone into depth of how to balance your attack and Peter Siddle probably just through lack of opportunity was the situation where his his record wasn't as tight as what he was. But boy, did he execute for you last year. He was a key. Someone else that was a key, clearly, um, and that was acknowledged recently with the South Australian Sport Awards, Dizzy. Uh, Congratulations to your Coach of the Year trophy. Is that sitting with you on the coffee table at the moment as you relax talking to us? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's very kind of you to say that, mate. But it's um, it's actually quite a funny story. Um, I actually didn't arrive there. I didn't get to the uh, to the awards in the end because uh, I was actually in Melbourne uh, yesterday. And, right. And um, we had uh, um, it was a Maddie uh, Rewalt uh, function uh, function to raise funds for the Maddie Rewalt Foundation. Yep. And, yes. Uh, so uh, my old mate Damien Fleming had arranged for um, the old fast bowling cartel to get together and chat on stage for for about an hour at this function. Um, so it was around a lunchtime function in in the city of Melbourne, and uh, so it was myself, Flemo, uh, Mike Kasprovich, and Glenn McGrath, and so we we had this function, which was great. And uh, you know they, they were under they knew that I had another function back in Adelaide, so I I had a uh, taxi waiting for me to 
uh, with plenty of time to get back to the airport to uh, get back to Adelaide. But unfortunately, there was an accident on the Tullamarine Freeway. Oh, and, no. Uh, I had a driver frantically trying to get me through the back street <laughs> from Melbourne on a Friday afternoon, mind you, oh, no. to get back to the airport. And, uh, yeah, so cut a long story short, I missed my flight. I got the next flight. And, um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> by the time I'd touched down, um, I'd had a couple of messages on my phone. <laughs> uh, general manager, uh, our general manager, Bronnie Clyde, has just said, oh, congratulations, Diz. Um you won the Goats of the Year award, and uh, look, I I hope I was okay in accepting the award uh, in your absence. And, uh, so I, oh, uh, what a shame! And, uh, so yeah, look, it was a real shame because I was really looking forward to a function. That, um, but yeah, I, after I knew I missed the plane, I, I did uh, get in contact and apologise that uh, you know I wasn't going to make it. So it was a bit of a shame, but look, very. Uh, very grateful and um, look and understanding. You know, you, you know, it's great to have that individual accolade, I suppose. But look, uh, it, it does. It, it is all about the players. Um, you know, as a as a head coach, it's great. You know, in name, but you know, I certainly don't do it on my own. And you know, I've got great support from you know uh, the, the, our support staff and and everyone involved in the franchise. Because at the end of the day, it's the players that are going out and playing the game, and and, and they deserve that. <laughs> They're a big. Uh, a big chunk of that award, so but very nice to get Adelaide. But uh, there's, you know, certainly a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people involved at the club and the franchise that do a great job. And that's why you won it because it's all about the players. So uh, it's, there's no doubt that's part of the acknowledgement there. Uh, I feel your pain. I missed a, a flight as well, and I was just going to represent Australia in South Africa. So I've, <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, I arrived I a day late that. when the whole team were there. Yeah, the whole of Australia knows about it. But yeah, I know your pain. That Tullamarine Freeway. I don't think everyone appreciates just if there's one accident, the whole thing stops. So. <laughs> Oh, it's an absolute stinker. Yeah, it's a shocker. We've got to do something about it. But anyway, I feel your pain. Um, the great, the great thing is on the on the 19th, uh, you go up to the Gabba. Uh, the strikers take on, uh, uh, go up north there and, and take on um, Brisbane. Uh, but your first home game is that one just before Christmas. That that is an absolute belter. That's on the 23rd. Now the, the Adelaide crowd, don't they get behind that? That's something really to look forward to. It's always a pleasure to chat to you here on Stubbs, mate. And um, uh, all the best for this season. Hopefully we'll get you on the show uh, sometime in the future. Be more than happy to chat to you guys any time. You've got my number. Just give me a call. <laughs> the great man himself, Jason Dizzy Gillespie. And that wraps up another big edition of Stubbs. On behalf of Bryce McGain, I've been Nibs Azor. Thank you again to not only Jason Gillespie, but Ryan Harris and our great mate Adam Burnett from cricket.com.au for joining us here on another big edition of Stubbs. We'll see you next week.